Episode 41. Today we're talking about the tongue. Anything else? Or... Oh, yes. So it's all about the tongue today. How uh, excellent the tongue is. <laughs> I think what we're mainly discussing is how how unexcellent it is at times. Okay. Mostly, actually. So how it can affect the voice. Why we might need to prioritise thinking about the tongue more than we do. Probably do a bit more than thinking about it. Just, you're gonna just gonna think. Might just think. You're about gonna it. do. You're gonna do. Power it. of the mind. Do it. Overcomes all. Um, we got some music. Come on then, who is it? It's April Blue. We should have uh, looked at which episode we featured them on first, but they've been on the show before. I think it was in the first ten episodes, wasn't it? Yeah. Certainly early on. Early days. And the, and the reason they're on, as well because we like the music, is um, I actually ran into him at a personal barbecue. No way. Really strange. As opposed to an impersonal barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Very impersonal. <laughs> what kind of day is that? I don't know. But um, yeah, he came over and he said, "Are you Chris?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes." And, and it was. He's. I've been listening to your podcast for for, for years, for ages, right from the start. Mm. You featured my band, April Blue, and it's so strange when that happens. Yeah. So strange. So um, that was quite random. So obviously, I said, I said, uh, Ian, his name is. He's the the bassist, I think. I said, send us an update. So here's their new uh, single from their new album. It's called Valentine. There they go then. Where are they going? Um, well, they look like they're in a they're having a bit of a party in there. In in what is it? Some sort of what room is that? I, I think it could be dance studio. Yep. Um, so they're off to do a few more probably bit, bit of point work probably mm. bit of bar work. Uh, yeah, bit, an, an arabesque or two probably on the way out. But that's that anyway. <laughs> April Blue just doing their thing. Let, let's talk about that ramble just there. Because yeah. uh, rambling is something that we're, we're really bad at, good at. I don't know wh which way you would describe like that. Good, good. Um, but we did actually listen to some of you guys who have taken part in the survey that we have issued uh, in, to help us improve the podcast. So that's our next plea, actually, in this episode. Uh, for you is that we would love you guys please this is really really means a lot to us please take part in our survey where you can slag us off anonymously mm. um, you can say whatever you want um, but it also gives you an opportunity to direct our episodes to tell us what you want to hear about um, and most importantly as well, how you want to consume it. So it could be video, it could be audio. Maybe you prefer 
um, some of your content actually written in blogs. Mm. Um, maybe it's more technical for you guys. Maybe it's more confidence-based. Who knows? Whatever. Either way, you get a chance to feedback in our survey. So why would you want to, if you're new to this, why would you want to write in and, uh, and uh, tell us what you want in terms of singing value? Because aside from my years and years and years of coaching experience, which is probably more than enough. Yeah. We also have a network. We're involved in a network of teachers across the world. And it's not just our network. It's we, 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 with people outside of our network that we have great connections with. People that can give you the answers that you need. And so if you're at home and you're thinking, I've got, I don't know why my voice is doing this. I want it to do this. I'm scared about singing. Then let us know. And also let us know how we can direct these podcasts in terms of content for you. But you know what somebody else said as well? Come on. There was a, li- a little bit of hints, wasn't there? Nothing too major. That we probably talk a little bit too much yeah. at times. So we're going to stop doing that as much. Can't guarantee it though, can we? Can't guarantee that. I'm so sorry. Uh, it just, it's just one of those things, isn't it? So how you find that survey, you go to thenakedvocalist.com forward slash survey it doesn't take long there's a few questions some of the multiple choice and then an opportunity to feedback in comments as well but but please if you're listening to the podcast right now just go to that link it will take you straight to a survey fill it out over the next five minutes and help us help you brilliant um uh what did we do yesterday we had a cracking day interviewing some people who are interested in the position of being an intern here because things are moving, things are growing, we need help. But it's not just the filming that we require help with or we'd like somebody to come and join our team. We screw that up a lot. Mm. Uh, it's also, there's a, we, we, there's, a, there's a need for us to, let me, let me say it this way, we need a social media marketing person to come along and help us with our marketing team, in our marketing team. You are the only person in the team. Um, so if you happen to be a keen social media marketer, uh, please get in touch with us via the email, tnvquestions at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Things are moving. However, today's about the tongue. So what are we, what are we saying about the tongue today? What's, what, what's the deal? Why, why are we bothered about it? Well, we're going to go into a few things. We're yeah. going to go into what it is. That won't take long. It's a bit um, <laughs> uh, what it's going to do acoustically what it's going to do biomechanically sorry about that word go for it um, how to release it deal with tongue tension uh, and then also how to view it use it or place it when singing alright which is like that's basically what we're going to go into today in brief So the first thing, just in case some, there are people out there that don't know what the tongue is, the tongue is in your mouth. It's going to happen a lot today. I really hope that. Is my tongue... It's all right, uh, yeah. is, it good, is it a good-looking yeah, tongue? Yeah, it's good-looking, yeah, yeah. It's surprising because coffee normally makes it go funny, doesn't it? But you're uh, all right. Like a bit furry. Yeah, you're okay. It's okay. Um, the tongue is muscle in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's part of like the chewing and swallowing mechanisms. It's um, one of the articulators when we speak. 
Now, um, yeah, why do we care about it? Because it's right in the middle of our instrument and it, 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 it dictates quite a few things. And um, one of those things is resonance. Mm. So it shapes the way in which our resonant chambers do their thing. It's right in the middle. And so clearly, if it's right in the middle of the instrument, it's either going to cause carnage or assist us in some way. Mm. And it, we, we could say carnage is normally like about 70-80% of it, isn't it? Yeah, for some reason. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bugger, isn't it? The tongue. The little bugger. I'd love, I'd love for teachers to send in what they like to call the tongue. Uh, I like to call it a complete cow. Okay. Yeah, bit annoying, isn't it? Yeah. So, it, so the point is, we are constantly on the search as singers to create the most energy from our instrument in our resonant chambers as possible by shaping it in different ways. And if the tongue is a um, has a massive impact on that, then we need to pay attention. Chris, what happens biomechanically? Steve. Let me just tell you a little bit about that. Come on. Um, well, being that it's muscle, right? Yeah. Uh, muscle can be on and off. It can be tight as well as loose, right? So when we're trying to shape our resonant chambers, the tension in the muscle and the uh, maybe the lack of control in the muscle fibers from us uh, can be a big problem. So we have to figure out ways to um, uh, release that. It's also uh, attached to the hyoid bone, which is that kind of bone. Ooh, sort of this is where it gets. Right yeah. there. So the base of the, the, base of the tongue uh, attaches to the hyoid bone. And then the larynx also suspends from that bone through muscles too. Did so I don't want to hear that. I know. That means it's going to screw us up. That means the tongue... Um, uh, or tongue problems, let's call them, uh, can directly affect the larynx position. And why does that matter? Because the larynx position it also affects the shape of our resonant chambers, which affects resonance. Um, because of all of the muscles surrounding the larynx and the operation of the vocal cords inside, ideally we wouldn't have tension referring to the larynx from other muscles like the tongue. Um, uh, because that can inhibit the action of the vocal folds. So we've got that issue that the tongue is sort of indirectly attached um, to the larynx. Also, you know, the base of the tongue and the back of the tongue can cause problems um, in terms of space. So uh, hmm. whenever there's problems with the back of the tongue, biomechanically it can just attach itself sometimes, you know, or, or be a little bit too keen to rise to the soft palate, which can give us nasality. Right. Things like that, right? Like, oh, if you were to do like a French, oh, you, you would intuitively just put your tongue right to the back of your mouth and towards the soft palate. So in short, the tongue is attached to obviously, many different things that will, in turn, when things start to move, have an effect on the resonance. Yes. And the, and the sensations when we sing. Absolutely. And, you know, it, ignore, even ignoring those, if we look at actually space for um, parts of our anatomy to move well, so we're ignoring resonance at the moment, mm. in this one thing, when, uh, when we want to balance tension in the vocal folds, when we want to achieve a, um, a, a voice that may travel upwards better and raise pitch better, mm. uh, there's an action of the thyroid cartilage, which is the top part of the 
um, the larynx cartilage, right? Or Adam's apple for the guys. That needs a bit of space to rock into mm. uh, in order to stretch the vocal folds and raise pitch. And if the base of the tongue again, or the tongue is too far back and it's occupying that space, we as singers can find it really hard to um, raise pitch to use that function to balance vocal fold tension and hence that's a, a much more of a biomechanical issue that we have yeah. with any problems with tongue so tension. So it's just like get out of the way tongue. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a huge You're in the way again. Yes. And it is ve is very very prevalent subject out there on the online. How would you how would someone know if they uh, if they do have tongue tension? Issues. Well, first of all, we could call all this stuff kind of like a preemptive strike. Okay. As That's in, mental. I don't know what you. It's <laughs> what I mean is, yeah. um, you may not know. It may not be very obvious. Mm. You only know what you know. Yes, exactly. It's like sleep. Yeah. What? No, just quit. Uh, can I know we can't. We can't ramble. But it's. When you know when you're tired and you adapt to being tired. And you don't know you're tired. You don't know you're tired. Because you're always tired. Always on the go. Very good point. Just saying. So you may sing constantly with, with a level of tongue problem, attention or whatever. Um, so let's just say this could be a preemptive strike, just getting yourself ready in case it's there. Mm. Um, a teacher will be able to go further into that with you and, and discuss how appropriate these are. Nice. However, if you do sound a little bit nasal, like, uh, uh. Uh, 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 then um, chances are there could be some problems with the tongue. Okay. If you sound like a Kermit, there may also be uh, some problems. Uh, is that German Kermit as I'm kind of coming out with there? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> that could be uh, another very obvious sound and, yeah. so, and might not be all the time it might just be on certain notes yep. and the other thing is a bit like when we try and uh, do the mock Lionel Richie yeah 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 quite so you can often hear a curling tongue yeah. and uh, the back of the tongue doing that maybe it's a bit like Kurt Cobain or Eddie Vedder or something like Black Grape that sort of right. um, that sort of rock sound can can be prevalent as well but they're the obvious ones but let's just say just do these anyway as a preemptive strike you're going to get some value yeah if you feel benefit then chances are the tongue could be freer and in most singers let's face it the tongue could be freer we might have a bit of tongue tension four five four or five whatever different Num uh, different number of things that we can do to get rid of tension. First one, it's one of my favourites. Just a little stretch. The tongue's in your mouth. It's in there. It's around here, so it's very easy just to go. If it's anywhere else, I think you probably need a different podcast or, or possibly an emergency <laughs> doctor. Uh, but is this the stretch? Uh huh. I just literally did that and twinged a muscle in the back okay. of my neck. That is, that is not a good sign. Is my tongue okay? Yeah, your tongue looks fine. Yeah. It's, not, it's not hairy. And that, how is it, what's the sensation of that? What are you feeling? It's more my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing its job. Uh. Uh -huh. Feel the stretch at the back of the tongue. Yeah, I'm getting a bit, I'm getting something down here, a little bit of a, a little bit of summit. Yeah. A little bit of tension there, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Need to work on that probably last night's gig, to be honest with you, if we're being completely honest. 
Um, yeah, so there's that one, but but then it's just that little stretch. As an add-on to that, this is very foundation stuff, but a little massage under the uh, under the chin there. Kind and of. let's face it, for a lot of people, this is painful. Yeah, and if you if you don't want to use your thumbs and you want to get a bit more saucy, you've got a sexy box, haven't you? A little sexy box. Oh, I wonder what's in here. This is this is born from um, the vibrant voice technique who were previous guests. Oh, it def looks pretty unused, mate. Have you? Of course it does. Yeah. Is it on? Does it work? Okay. Anybody that has one of these? <laughs> no. Look. Go out and find. Just under the. You're not finishing any of your sentences at the moment. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel awkward about that. <laughs> but it does work for yeah, quite a few people. Yeah, these are brilliant things. Really good, really good. And uh, you know, like when you when you've got the when you've got the, the the thumbs underneath your tongue, actually, you can feel how it really affects your tongue's movement. But you can uh, say sing a scale. Ma, oh. ma, 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 ma. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, tickle my ears. Is it going right here? Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. And how would you? How long would you leave that on for? As long as it takes, mate. To with you. Yeah, probably longer than you need because it's that nice. What a great segment. Shall I just? No. Oh, got me again. Ah. You let it build up. Oh. Beautiful stuff. So get your vibro out, use your thumbs, and stretch your tongue a little bit. Number two, what would you do to release tension? Tongue control exercise, if you like. Uh, this one's a, a favourite from previous guest, Robin De Haas. Right. Which is to slowly, and you've got to do this in a mirror, is to very slowly move your tongue around the lip line. Okay. okay. Really slowly and concentrating on its smooth movement. And when you first do it, it your tongue, it'll be very hard to slowly move it in that in that way because it will twitch and it will move and it will jump little bits and yeah. it won't it won't go round in a smooth um, action initially until you spend a little bit of time doing it. And that's the kind of mind over muscle sort of situation. Can you demo? Yes. Quite, it's going to get quite raunchy. Oh. This is horrible. This is really bad. Definitely got some sort of. And obviously, I haven't got a mirror, so I can't, I can't monitor how it's going, right? Mm. But that's a way of trying to get some conscious control back to the tongue. For those on audio, just moving the tongue around the lips. Just moving the tongue around the, around the lips, but ideally if you're on audio, just go to the blog post. <laughs> TheNakedVocalist.com forward slash podcast forward slash four one. Yeah. And then you can watch it. So that's a mind of a muscle thing. What's next? Uh, this is from our very good friend, Dr. Ingo Tietze. He, he um, uses this one in his summer camp and it's, it's, uh, it's moving us slightly more towards actually making noise which is good because that's what we do when we sing. And um, initially it's just seeing the relationship with the larynx and the tongue. So placing your hand on the larynx and then in and out. 
and let's face it, a lot of a lot of singers will feel a raise in the larynx. Um, and if you can feel for your larynx, that lump right there, if you feel a raise in the larynx, then the then the um, the tongue and the and the muscle fibers of the tongue are influencing the larynx, and we want to get rid of that. Right? Yep. And so, and then adding sound to it, which is obviously what we want to do in the long term. So, um, exactly the same process, but. So if there is movement in the larynx, what's the recommendation to try and give up? Detach the larynx. No, no. So, 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 um, one of the first things you can do is is to take one of the the sounds that you would take in if you if you have lessons or have had that direction in the past. One of the obvious ones, which is that kind of dopey thing. To what does that do? It encourages the larynx to drop and disassociates the connection with the tongue and the larynx. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Because as we as we said before, the tongue is a resonant shaper, right? Mm. So if if by moving mm. the tongue that we get a movement too much movement in the larynx, then we won't be as effective in creating amazing resonant shapes because so, we'll, we'll move the tongue and we'll change too much behind it and, it and it makes it hard to manage, right? Exactly. So it's getting that moving, getting that, uh, get, just getting the tongue familiar with doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the last thing you would do? Um, there's a couple of things here, uh, interesting perspectives I've, I've had in the past, which I, I, I think are very effective for, um, for use. One of them is actually from uh, the guy who wrote Practical Vocal Acoustics. Um, when I was chatting to him, he uses this exercise where he would um, try and suck down the larynx, right? Which is... This is Ken Bozeman. Ken Bozeman, yeah. He, yeah he, he's an author and, and he's mainly a classical pedagogue, right? But he might temporarily ask his clients to close their glottis, which is basically shut the vocal cords like this. Just like you were going to go like that, right? So that's a closed glottis. And most times when we close our glottis, we're trying to lift something. So we'll force air. We'll try it. Well, we'll we'll actually push against our glottis from the bottom, from our lungs and and lung pressure. However, he reverses that. And he takes the same action on the vocal cords, but tries to breathe in. And what does that do for the tongue? Um, it sucks down the larynx um, using uh, the breathing muscles, so it pulls down the larynx, which will hopefully translate a little bit of stretch to the fibres above it. And, you know, we can't ignore that. That's obviously going to influence the muscles that suspend the larynx and that can raise the larynx. But again, the back of the tongue is uh, also going to be involved uh, in that stretch, especially if you do that same action whilst the tongue is in an NG position, like hung. But again, oh. it's against the roof of the mouth. You close the glottis, you shut the vocal cords, and again, you just try and breathe in. And do that at home. Try it yourself, and, and tell us that you don't feel like you're gonna throw up when you do it. Yeah. And if you feel your larynx, there's definitely a drop in it. It's not very comfortable, and you don't need to do it for that long. Um, but any any very low sound with an NG, will help to lower the larynx without 
the tongue assisting in moving the larynx. So the tongue is stuck up again. So again, really good ways to avoid um, the tongue and larynx relationship getting too locked together. So any, if you're going to perform um, in any sense, this can be totally part of your workout before, your warm-up. Yes. Four or five different exercises to get that tongue moving and you will feel a difference. Yes. Will. Caveat. Caveat might, probably. So we have to now get this kind of articulation of the tongue now into singing, hopefully with a little less tension from what we've done before. So, mm. so where, where are we going now with this whole tongue business? Yeah, it's probably a good thing <clears throat> when you start off to, uh, to just keep the tongue lazy when we're singing, especially in the high notes, because most people, especially certain ways of teaching, will encourage over-articulation and the tongue moving loads, and yeah. the, other, the other parts of the anatomy moving loads. Like, like really pronounce those words, yeah. really say those words, and it's not actually, yeah. on high notes, that, that helpful a strategy. It's for many reasons, but if we're, talking, if we're thinking about the tongue and, it's, uh, and reducing tension, then keeping it lazy. And certain vowels will help with that, and funnily enough, like John Henney, episode 27, uh, when he came on and spoke about using the vowel uh when yeah. singing, Obviously, that will help many different things, but um, and is aided by many different parts of the anatomy. But when we, if we're talking about the tongue, yeah, again, that vowel uh, maintaining that, skipping around all the notes up top, will keep the tongue in a nice position and avoid us recruiting too much tension. Yes, but then. Clearly, that's just this is a balance thing again. That once we've maintained that, once we're in a place where things are good and we settle down and things are feeling nice and the tongue is just feeling relaxed, then obviously reintroducing articulation, mm -hmm. getting our tongue and lips and and um, cheeks around the words we want to say a little bit more, would then assist in creating the energy that is needed for cracking singing. Yeah, yeah. So it's that balance the, there, right? Yeah, absolutely. But most people. Sorry, just gonna. Do that. Ah. To fuck the need. Most people will need the relaxation first. Right on. Yeah. Yes. And if, if we're talking really high notes, like with lots of strength, again, like in, in the acoustic sense we mentioned before, like the tongue um, being a little bit more consistent in where it's sitting mm. will give you the, a better ability to create resonant shapes that actually have to be very accurate when you get high up, you know? So, so again, uh, the, the, the resonant effect of over-articulation can be a problem. But on the contrary, some people um, suffer from uh, lazy articulation, too lazy in fact, which uh, creates the inability to possibly create the right shapes in order for um, strong singing. Mm. Like a typical one is when someone uses the consonant N and they might say nunna. Mm, okay. So the tongue ends up being kind of lazy and flat instead of the tip nunna pronouncing properly. And if you notice as well, nunna, when you see someone who says an N like that, it's super common. Yeah. Um, the jaw. The jaw is moving the tongue for the tongue, which is again, it. it it's using something to move the tongue. That means it's going to screw up our resonant shapes um, and it's going to make our jobs on the high notes harder. So there is a little something that actually Lynn Hilton 
Hilton previous guest uses quite frequently with her clients, which is called a bone prop, which is a little thing that you bite on and you sing or speak, it's for speakers as well, which can uh, return some of the articulation job back to the tongue if there is some uh, laziness and inactivity there mm. that, is, that is screwing up the singer. Goodness, I mean, whether it's a, what do you call it, bone splint? Bone prop. Prop. Uh, you can put, I guess you can put anything in there, can't you? Yeah, preferably something edible. Let's make this fun. Oh, yeah, yeah that would be treat. Nice. Yeah, a little sweet. Har- a vocal zone. Haribo, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> So. Mine's more functional, so so that's uh, that's the strategy for articulation. So that's cracking. We've uh, relaxed the tongue, and now we've started to reintroduce some articulation to to create the the shapes that we need for for great singing. Um, is there ever a time when the tongue should come forward? We should en- engage some tension, mm. and when would it be? Well, we do need some activity in the tongue, obviously, to shape it, um, but just enough to shape it rather than extra. But to bring the tongue forward, to consciously use a more forward shape is helpful um, in a couple of situations. Mm. Um, one of them being uh, when, the, when the vowel requires the tongue to be quite far back, mm. but for the pitch to be high. Right, and there's two reasons for that. One could be the acoustic reason, in that the way the way uh, resonance works in our voice is that we typically above the passaggio for for each gender, uh, the mouth cavity uh, appears to take on more of the resonant boost. Right, so the shape of the mouth cavity from tongue to lips is crucial when you're going over the passaggio in order to maintain strength in the sound. Mm. And typically, as you go higher and higher and higher, the tongue position um, ideally comes a little bit more forward with each tone, semitone, whatever. And when we're high like that, and the vowel doesn't do that for us, like the vowel I, for instance, can bring the tongue forward nicely. Some people find that a much easier vowel to sing above the passaggio. But some of the bugger vowels that actually pull the tongue back and may not necessarily create the optimal mouth shape like that. We may need to... We may need to adjust them. And the uh, examples of those vowels are R, um, or, uh, or, um, uh, possibly, depending on how high we get. So there's quite a few trip-ups in there, quite a few that might um, come up in lyrics absolutely frequently, so we do have to be aware. Um, and like we said earlier, the biomechanical problem is if the tongue sits too far back in an, in an or sound, we may get a compromised space um, in front of the thyroid cartilage for us to to raise pitch and, and, and balance tension in the vocal folds. Mm. But the interesting thing is that often, it's chicken for the egg again, but if the tongue comes forward, generally when we see, sometimes when we see that, the <clears throat> larynx has been compromised already. Yes. And then extra tension has been, so a lot of people would be going, right, we need to get everything just get it, get it down. Just tongue, <laughs> larynx, get it down. Let's get rid of this tension. But we're in this very kind of fine place of yeah, the um, the 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 tongue. If the larynx is in a suitable position, 
then the tongue comes forward in order to create space. Yeah, this is this is an this is an optimization technique mm. rather than I'm trying to solve a problem. Okay. Yeah. So it's so mm. we're, we're considering at the moment that the singer isn't necessarily suffering from tension. It's just a problem in tongue placement relating to just the lyric. Mm. So kind of advanced singing. Yes. Yeah. Are there any situations where somebody who isn't in advance can get some benefit from moving the tongue forward? Like in that action. Like a little, kind of rabbit. Like a little, yeah, yeah. Or a swan. Uh, uh. Bit weird. Okay. Um, yes, there is actually. Uh, so there's two situations where, the, where maybe the larynx position may be a little bit high. That's not always a problem. Um, some styles require a high larynx, like say country, a lot of musical theatre, being able to belt, for instance, requires a high larynx. So th th those singers may often recruit a more forward tongue position. And you can hear that in the accent of the singers sometimes, mm. right? In country, we hear a lot of like um, vowels that appear to be um, blending towards E or ear, like in the end, yeah. you know, instead of in the end, in the end. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very common. Um, for that tongue coming forward to actually bring bring a bit more balance to the system when the larynx is high, so that's a stylistic thing. But the larynx could easily be in a in a high position through straining, through the muscles that suspend it and attach to it engaging uncontrollably. In which case, um, bringing the tongue more forward while singing can be a welcome relief to those singers to again more space to raise pitch more space in the throat to resonate um, but that doesn't address the problem with the larynx so let's just say that singer may experience freer singing and over time may allow that person to better control or, or get to the bottom of the problem with the larynx position. Um, but in the short term, yeah, it can be helpful. Hence why the vowel E being the most forward tongue vowel we have is an often a, a welcome tool for singers who are straining to, to actually get out of um, a really yanky, yelly spot and transition in some way to the, to the next part of their voice mm. so with all this stuff clearly you say there that the uh, the larynx can the tongue positioning can help with tension in the larynx but um and and we also said if rewinding we can use it to really uh create some awesome energy if we are in a position to do that um singers like adam lambert yeah he's really yeah i mean we we've loved him for ages right yeah. you go and watch his videos let's do a bit of that now yeah, um, the one I can think of yeah. which we should watch is yeah. uh, him in, I think it's Jesus Christ You've Superstar. Look at his tongue. S some may think it's odd. Uh, I I'm not that bothered. I'm, I just think the sound is exhilarating. Amazing. I mean, they're high C's. It's phenomenal, but clearly he's he's using that tongue position as as a, um, I, I think more of a biomechanical advantage, giving him room to raise pitch to quite that level. Sure, uh, which is absolutely 
Amazing. So yeah, that's a, that's somebody out there who genuinely does take this to the nth degree. Mm. <laughs> and you can have a go at doing doing the Adam Lambert if you fancy it. Yeah. But <laughs> see what happens. In fact, can you film it and let us not send it in? That'd be great to see. <laughs> so now I think we're into um, how to bring the tongue forward. Can we, we just clarify? This is aside from Ab Adam Lambert situations. This is not for the stage. Not for the stage, this one. Ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, li literally, just if you're exercising, vocalising. Na 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 And see what you do with that. Yeah. And, and then you can see, you can often see people's tongue like reacting and curling and yeah. changing shape, like na 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 na, like that. Yeah. You know, and then you can really but identify. Really good to see, yeah. Yeah. Really to see, the, oh, there's the issue. And then sounds like ah nasty thing will encourage some of the uh, release of the tongue as well yes right Excellent. Uh, what would you do next uh so th so moving on from just that the ridiculous thing the extreme uh, yeah and that's for people who have problems right yep but if 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 we're over that then maybe we could just move it right so if the vowel is r mm. and if you're a Girl, if the note is uh, C sharp five, right? Mm. Typically, that sort of note often uh, for a lot of singers needs the tongue to be more forward just because of the way the acoustics works on it, right? Mm -mm. So that singer may have the vowel R, but they need to actually in that vowel R, which puts the tongue kind of flattened back, hence why the dentist asks you to say it because it gets it out of the way. Um, we may need ah ah just to move the tip of the tongue further forward in that vowel and then try the note again to see if just a slight movement in the. Do tongue. you say if there's a problematic word in the song that you're singing? Yeah, then like try the word "father" or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or "hard" or whatever. But it's um you just you can just either re you well this is what I would recommend rehearse the sound and the tongue position down in the speaking voice. Ah, yeah. ah, ah, to get used to that ah, because you can hear that ah, like oh. sometimes. Line, line, line. And then sing the ah, sing the note, whatever it is, and see if that works. With that new position. And then going on from there, you know, there's, there's another, talking of words and vowel manipulation, <laughs> and the E vowel is often a good one to uh, have a shade of, thinking of E when you're singing everything. Yes. Uh, is a good way to one, if we're in the position to get that tongue forward and get the benefits of that releasing the tension and the acoustic energy boost that we that we get from that. So everything with an e on it. Right? Yes. So maybe an example of that um, would be the word. Yeah. So I was thinking earlier actually, the lyric. It's been too hard living from uh, a change is going to come. Okay. And the, the two vowel puts the tongue really far back. It's one of those sorts of vowels. Yeah. It's been too, you know, mm. and we can get quite a dark sound from that. And you know? you, do you feel like you've you got to work hard? When yeah. You, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you, you perceive it in the right way, right? Like the darker the sound, obviously, the more it feels a bit, uh, yeah. a bit kind of stuffy and, mm -hmm. and you have to really, really try and add to it. So maybe I might take that, say the E vowel or even the I mm -hmm. is effective um, when we're talking really high pitches. And in that song, it's a B flat, right? I don't know if I'm just doing it off the cuff now, whatever it'll be, but 
I could take that vowel to say E, like you suggest, yep. E, two, and try and say two retaining E shape, yep. which is going to change it completely. It's going to be like two, two. This is how I always practice notes, so I don't. I don't know, I know. when I don't know Often what I'm doing. Often into a wall, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it easy to experiment like this. So, it's been two, it's been two, instead of, it's been two, instead yeah. of that, right? So we'll get a bit- How does it feel? It feels better. Yeah. 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 And a lot if, more energy. Yeah, and if, uh, you know, if, if we were later on in the day and having a good warm up, that sort of tongue shape would, would return quite an, a, a nice mm. bit of energy to it, along with, you know, a, additional lip shaping and stuff like that. Was that a kind of excuse for why that may have not sounded What, the good? whole... Yeah. I could have just said, um, don't judge, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, we had a gig last night and it was early. Yeah. Um, I hate that. What, the... No one cares. When, what, no the, one cares. The, the, the cover, I mean, I really don't want to flag anyone off, but it just... I'm not, I'm just, it's a fact. <laughs> when people, here's my cover, it's not as good as I could have done, or it's not as, you know, I know it isn't good. Yeah, but, but I'll post it anyway. Yeah, enjoy it though. Uh, <laughs> or the audition, I'm walking in, I've had a cold. It doesn't matter if you have or you haven't, to be honest. No one gives <laughs> a shit, right? Just Ooh, get on with impression. it. We've been here all day, yeah? Um, <laughs> so that's that. But anyway, but but it might. In, in any case, you know, uh, depending on the pitch, it may be a different vowel. You may perceive ear shape, or in in, in lower um, notes or middle notes, it could be even the air. It's been to, or even ah, uh, it's been to, that kind of thing. So either way, there'd be a good shape in there um, from a vowel that mm. you could use. You know, John Henny loves ah. Uh. Yeah, I personally love ear. Personally, yeah, works for me. So find, uh, find your good vowel, right? Yeah. So that's I think that kind of wraps up everything, absolutely everything to do with the tongue. Mm. But to summarise, we know people have problems with the tongue. Whilst knowing that the tongue has a massive effect on how it feels to sing, what it sounds like, and actually making pitch. Yep. So we need to get control of it. Um. Then we we discuss some things to 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 become more aware of it to loosen it up, and actually when we've got control of it, how to manipulate it to get the best result. Absolutely. Right? But you know what, mate? Like, none of that means anything if the basics, if the basics of singing aren't down. Right. So one may never release tongue tension if they're too high in volume. Yep. Um, because there is no relaxation to be found in the larynx, and that can easily just um, get the tongue to re react. If, if the registers in the voice are not balanced, if one is really missing head voice or the chest voice is too heavy or whatever you want to call them, we're going to have trouble with control all round, mm. right? So, so these situations, even though some of the exercises we gave were for, for more of the, um, the problem-solving situations, if you're still belting it out and putting every bit of muscle you've got behind it anyway, like, good luck. You know, you're going to need to be able to to control your instrument on a few on a few more basic levels mm. before tongue positioning becomes your concern. Mm. So that's that's kind of uh, important, and you do read it in literature everywhere, man. Like when when your when your mouth is closed, where your tongue sits, 
it kind of sits against the molars. Loads of the literature just says it should be resting in that place basically all the time. So, you know, that could be the... Listen to the literature. The, ca the catch-all advice. But So that's us done, right? Cool. Well, we've got one more um, feature that we've been working on for the past few weeks, which is, uh, I think we call it, what we call it now, like brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Smashing uh, videos. That's why we need a marketing intern. We think about it. We think about that. Honestly. What is, what is the thing this week then? This is um, a video, caught it on Facebook actually, um, but it's also on YouTube. It's a 360 degree interactive video Clever. from the smash musical smash. Hamilton. What is it like in his shoes? Life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we can win it anyway. We rise and we fall and we break and we make our mistakes And if there's a reason I'm still alive and so many have died Then I'm willing to There he goes them there lots they, of, lots they of go them. all of them off they trot it's incredible if you go and if you go and actually watch that one you can move the video around and look around the whole cast but i can't wait till that arrives in the uk yeah it's amazing in fact people on facebook are saying um a lot of the posts are like if you ever won a tony award just give it back so they can give it to hamilton Right, really. That's how much people are behind this musical, and Great. I haven't listened to it yet. I just saw that video, but goodness gracious, Who's the no idea, mm. not a clue. But lots of cool urban music, some really intense vocals. So go and check it out. But what else do they need to check out again? I'll just say, just one them. thing. It's funny you say about the three. Whenever anybody says anything like, that, like the three sixty thing. Mm -hmm. I just can't wait for like five years time because this is great because we've recorded this and it's going to be online and we can look back but just you know when you say stuff like it's so cool to be able to like look around in 360 yes when like five ten years time it's going to be so in the past we're going to remember that time when we were like blown away by looking around a camera that could spin around and we could play it like this yeah when like, we can just teleport ourselves there now yeah that's what's going to happen isn't exactly. it exactly 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 bang ahead of the curve you heard it here first the survey, please head over to the survey, thenakedvocalist.com forward slash survey. If you've ever listened to it, let us know what you want to hear going forward, what you want to see, what you want to know, and we will sort that out for you. The questions are there. It's about four or five questions. Yep. Great. Uh, and it's, it's very self-explanatory. So that's it from me. Is that it from you? That is it from me. Uh, but for all other information, go to thenakedvocalist.com uh, for this, this show notes and more for the blog. Uh, but until then, we'll see you in episode 42. <laughs> <laughs>